Scripture says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Pastor Xavier Reese with the simple truth. Genesis 2.18 says, it's not good that man should dwell alone. I will make a helper comparable to him. You know what God said in that statement? Men, you can't do it alone. Husbands, do you realize the valuable gem that you have at home? Or do you take her for granted? Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. Conventional wisdom might have you believe that any relationship between two people requires both parties to meet halfway in order to keep the peace. But the ultimate marriage manual, the Bible, declares that the strongest marital bond requires a commitment of not just 50-50, but complete submission to one another as unto Christ. From the first epistle of Peter, Pastor Xavier presents a simple truth study titled, Submission by Men. Let's listen. In the hill country of Missouri, there are areas that bear scars of past mining operations. In some of these timber sections, there are old holes, some six feet deep, some hundreds of feet deep. One night, a man was out possum hunting, and he stumbled into one of these holes. As he went over the edge, he grabbed the hole of a sprout, and he held on to it for dear life. Fearing that he had fallen into one of these deep holes, the poor fellow yelled all night at the top of his voice, yelling for help. He remained praying to himself as the night went on. Finally, his strength gave out. He could hold on no longer. Expecting to drop to his death, he said his last prayer. And you can imagine to his surprise and joy when he dropped only six inches and his feet were on solid rock. Such could be the picture of some husbands who think that it would be the death of them if they submitted to their wives only to find out that their feet would only end up on solid ground. Peter, having addressed the women regarding their submission to unbelieving husbands, now he addresses the men. Peter is the only area in the New Testament where the woman receives more instruction than the man regarding marriage. The reason being is that he is addressing those Christian women who had unbelieving husbands, most likely after they had been married, they had come to Christ. And in that culture and in that time, it was the woman who was expected to embrace her husband's religion without question. And therefore, Peter gave instruction to the woman so that she would not let go of Christ, but at the same time, not to use Christ to get out of the marriage. Now in verse 7, he deals with the believing husbands having believing wives. One, by virtue of the fact that the wife would embrace the husband's religion. Two, by the fact that the woman would be saved herself. 
And so he gives just one verse. But as you will see, it will take us just as much time to cover the one verse for the men as it took us to cover the six verses for the women. Because on the man is the heaviest responsibility because he is a type of Christ. Peter says, Likewise, you husbands, dwell with them, your wives, with understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life that your prayers may not be hindered. Peter tells the husbands three things. First, what they are to do. Secondly, how they are to do it. And thirdly, why they are to do it. Let's look at the first, what Christian husbands are to do. It is to submit to their wives, the first portion of verse 7. Likewise, you husbands. The likewise refers to submission. First of all, we have to recognize that submission in marriage is mutual. It's not exclusive of the woman. Somehow men in the church often and many times feel that it is only the woman's job to submit. That the man is never told to submit. Wrong. Ephesians 5.21 says, Submitting to one another in the fear of God. The word is hupatassel. To line up under, it's a military term, to line up under authority, which implies that even the man aligns himself under the authority of the marriage home to the woman at different times. This does not mean that he does this all the time. This does not mean that there are two heads, for that is a freak body. But that in areas, the man submits lovingly and willingly as evidence of wisdom and understanding to the institution of marriage. The word likewise, as we said, refers to submission, and it refers to the whole theme of submission, which runs from chapter 2, verse 11, to chapter 3, verse 12. We've seen the various aspects of submission in the different areas in this entire section. Paul the Apostle really emphasizes and really humbles the man to an extent. That in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 3, when he addresses the marital problems of the church of Corinth, he addresses them regarding the sexual relationships, and it is to the man that he first says, Husbands, give to your wife the godly due sexually to her. Do not deny her. And in that most intimate area of life, as husband and wife, Paul says to the man, you submit sexually to your wife. Now men say, well, hey, I'm, I'm all for it. But see what was happening in Corinth was that the Christian men were saying, well, if you really want to be spiritual, then you'll just give yourself to Christ and you no longer have relationships with your wife and you'll be more spiritual. Nothing could be further from the truth. And so he says, the man submits to the wife sexually, and then he goes on and says, the wife also, your bodies are not your own, but they belong to each other. Except it be for consent with the time, for prayer, fasting, for seeking the Lord. Then come again that you aren't tempted by Satan. And so submission even in the sexual area, primarily and first of all, he directs it to the man. Now submission is after the example of Christ. We got that in chapter 2, verse 21 through 25. And so the example is Christ. It does not imply inferiority. 
And also submission to one's wife is to be an example to what? The non-believing world. Chapter 2, verse 11 and 12. Having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works, which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. We have an awesome responsibility to give to the world a very clear and vivid picture of what godly marriages are like. I hate to tell you that we're failing. When the church has an equal amount of divorces as the world, something is definitely wrong. God set up marriage that it might glorify Him. God set up His church that the church might be a reflection of that marriage relationship, Christ the bride, and therefore we can illustrate that and live out that to the world. Don't tell me how hard it is today. Christ is in you. Don't tell me you can't. Christ can through you. I think our body illustrates the submissive principle very clearly. Every area in your body and mind submit to other parts of the body at one time or another. And they never imply inferiority nor any hang-ups. And they never lose their individual value or function. And so the husband never loses his headship. The position God has given to him because he submits in different areas at different times. As a matter of fact, the Bible declares that to be wisdom and obedience to the Word of God. Now the husband submits to the wife out of love, not obligation, as a type of Christ to protect, provide, and preserve the relationship. Otherwise, the marriage becomes a competitive relationship and a domineering relationship. He does it lovingly. Not out of an obligation. If you are working out your marriage, husbands, out of obligation, you're not doing anybody any good. The Bible says we do it out of love. That's the motive. The word is agape. The love that Christ has given us. And yet that love is only to preserve, to provide for, and to really cover the woman. It's not to compete with one another. Even Paul the Apostle says in Ephesians chapter 5 from verse 25 on down, he says, you know, as, as Christ of the church, husbands to wife. Christ died for the church. How you doing, man? You dying for your bride? Or are you living for yourselves? Husbands submit to their wives in order to serve her by his delegated authority that Christ has given to him. Therefore, the woman responds. Catch a hold of that, man. The authority that has been given to you and myself is only delegated authority. And when it's delegated, that means I have responsibility. Awesome responsibility. And God will hold me responsible on what I do to my bride, with my bride, to my children, with my children, for my home. I think too many men today are failing to recognize that. That you will have to stand before Christ one of these days and to give an account what you did with your bride, for your bride, with your children, for your children, for your home. And you're not going to be able to wimp out before Christ as you do in the church. You're going to have to be accountable. It's a delegated authority. It's an authority that doesn't rule as a dictator. It's an authority which recognizes the responsibility and it serves type of Christ. Jesus said to his disciples in Luke twenty two twenty seven, For who is greater, he who sits at the table or he who serves? 
Of course, the one who sits at the table. And then he says, And yet I am one among you as one who serves. Awesome example. Too many husbands want to be served instead of serving their wives. And that's why they have so many difficulties. The husband submits to his wife in order to have an effective marriage that will glorify God before the world. That's what he says in chapter 2, verse 12, 15, and 16. Men, listen to me. I don't care what your wife is doing. You're to be a type of Christ. The church fails Christ daily. Constantly. And Christ remains faithful. You say, well, wait a minute. How come the heavy trip's always on us? Because you're the head. That's just the way it is. I don't care what happens with your wife. I don't care whether she rebels. I don't care if she leaves you. You remain as a type of Christ. Why? Because you are a light and a witness to the world regarding Christ. And God will hold you and me responsible for that witness. But you know what? If I'm a type of Christ, I'm not going to have any problem with my wife submitting to me, loving me. I find that through counseling and through the years of ministry, that most of the time it is the man's fault. That does not mean the woman's not at fault. That doesn't mean the woman doesn't make mistakes. But... Because the man fails to be that head, the rest of the home does not follow. And there are tremendous problems in the home. Men are failing. And Peter is calling them to accountability here. Now it's not sufficient to tell somebody what to do. It's only fair then to tell them how to do it. And so Peter says... The Christian husbands are to do it by submitting to their wives. How? First, by dwelling with their wives. The word dwelling is an interesting word. It only appears one time in the New Testament. It's right here in verse 7. It's made up of two Greek words. The first one denotes union, togetherness by association, companionship, process, resemblance, possession, instrumentality, if you will. The second word is to occupy a home, to reside, to inhabit, to remain. It can be translated cohabit. This very same word was used in the Greek translation of the Old Testament, the Septuagint. And it meant this, to live with a woman. Now, too many men simply live with their wives and that's all they do. They think that marriage is just simply sharing the same bed, living under the same roof, and just living. And that's a great mistake. Peter is saying, live as one, not as two. Both socially, physically, in other words, spend your time together as married. This speaks of the privilege. Do you recognize, men, that it's a privilege to share your life with that woman God has given you? She's your helpmeet. The proverb says that those who obtain a wife obtain favor from the Lord. She's a gift from the Lord. 
too many marriages, even in the Christian church, and that's what we're here for, not the world. Do not spend time together. They do not dwell together. They live as if they're single. They live as if they're not married. But not only that, husbands are not only merely to dwell with their wives, but they are to dwell with, look at there, understanding. This speaks of responsibility. With every privilege, there is a responsibility. I challenge you to show me anything that you will have a privilege in life which will not have a responsibility. You won't find any. If you have one, you'll have the other. The word understanding means to know or knowledge. Listen to one version and on a translation of Bible. The RSV reads it. Live considerately with your wives, husbands. The New English translation reads it, Conduct your marriage life with understanding. In other words, Peter is saying, Don't be satisfied, man, with just living together, with just being in the same home, but live in such a way to where you're growing in knowledge about the institution and the relationship of men and women and marriage in particular. Too many people get married and that's it. Their marriage never develops. Never develops. No relationship, no progress, no ongoing refinement. And you have such a great potential in Christ, people. Such a potential. In very simple words, Peter is saying that husbands are to live socially, physically, and spiritually with their wives with intelligent recognition of the nature of marriage and its demands. Marriage is very demanding. Paul says in Corinthians chapter 7, You will have troubles in the flesh, yet I spare you. Marriage is not easy. As a matter of fact, marriage is impossible without Christ. You will have troubles in the flesh, and I mean in the flesh. Too often all we think is of the sexual relationship and this and that. And that's a legitimate area. But marriage isn't 100% sex. I hate to break it to you. It's not what it's all about. I mean, it's a great small portion, but it's a small portion. And so we need to understand what Peter is saying here, husbands. You dwell with your wives according to knowledge. That's how you do it. First you dwell... You spend time together, live as married, second with understanding. So you're growing, not only with each other, but in regards to the marriage institution, its demands, its problems, and how the dynamics work out in Christ. What did the scripture say? But thirdly, he says, husbands are to give honor to their wives. The word honor appears 43 times in the New Testament. It's translated price, sum, precious. It's usually associated with money or something valuable. It means to value or to esteem. As a matter of fact, in chapter 2, verse 7, the word precious is the very same word. The husband is to consider and to view his wife as a precious and priceless gift from God, whose worth 
is far above rubies, Proverbs 31.10 says. Husbands, do you realize the valuable gem that you have at home? Or do you take her for granted? Genesis 2.18 says, It's not good that man should dwell alone. I will make a helper comparable to him. You know what God said in that statement? Men, you can't do it alone. You need the woman. It's not a matter of just wanting her. You need the woman. And she needs us. And so we have to recognize the value. God gave my wife to me to help me, to be my helper. If you don't think your wife is valuable, I challenge you to do experiment this week. Tell her to do nothing that she usually does. And see what happens to your home, man. And if you think it's easy, take a week off work, and then you do everything she does. And see what happens. You'll change your mind. The word giving appears one time. It's right here. It's to assign or to portion off. To assign to her, listen, the honor that God has given her as the completion of man and the counterpart in the institution of marriage. Peter is not saying give her praise and, and, uh, and value that is not biblical. Peter is not saying be a phony. Say, oh honey, you're just so great when she isn't. Because we have to be accountable. I mean, marriage is accountability. And sometimes you may have to say, you know, honey, it'd be nice if you cleaned up once in a while. You know, spring comes every year, not every ten years. <laughs> and sometimes she has to tell you, you know, John, uh, that faucet is still leaking and we've been in this house for ten years. There's that accountability. Marriage are two stones rubbing together. And though there is friction at first, with the process of time, they become so smooth that the face of each stone aligns itself smoothly. That's marriage. That's the life in Christ. Now some husbands dwell with their wives as if they live in a motel. If a king belittles his subjects and he doesn't conduct himself with understanding regarding his people and their needs... Before he knows that he's going to be opposed and overthrown. No kingdom. And that's what happens to many Christian husbands. They end up losing their wives. Their children and their home. Because they're not being spiritual heads. And so they live as if they live in a motel. They don't spend time at home. Unless it's convenient or necessary. They'd rather be with their friends. They'd rather be working. Any excuse to spend time, not to spend time with her. I don't know what I look forward to more than spending time with my wife. I mean, I like to go bike riding. I love to go to the beach. I love to do different things. I like to play ball. But I don't think there's anything I look forward to more than just spending time with my wife. It's exciting. But some men... They get married and they live like if they're single. You see, it's a mutual thing. You spend time with each other. You grow through that. 
We've been hearing some basic building blocks for forming the most cohesive marital relationship from the first epistle of Peter. Pastor Xavier Reese detailing submission on the husband's side on today's Simple Truths. Now, today's study is simply titled Submission by Men. And as always, we can provide a copy upon request. And by the way, there's much more to this study that our limited time on the air just doesn't allow us to present. But we're happy to include on CD for just $4 to help cover the costs. Now, that title to ask for once again is Submission by Men. Request yours today by writing Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And please help us by including the call letters of this station somewhere in your correspondence. This is helpful when we check on the impact of this outreach in your area. Pastor Xavier Reese says, Strength in marriage comes in the form of support from each other. More on submission coming on the next Simple Truths. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. www.calvarychapelpasadena.com 